Well, hello there. What's a smark, you ask? Well, we're a special type of fan who understands and appreciates the product on a more in-depth level than you. Or so we like to think. And now, the world's foremost authority. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. It's too late yeah. for me. I'm like Gollum and the Ringman. I'll jump in the fucking lava. It's, I don't want to, but it's gonna happen. The New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. Thug Life, man. Hug Life, man, not Thug Life. What is this? Why is Bailey Thug Life now instead of Hug Life? You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. This is the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast, episode number 66. WrestleMania Woo! is on the horizon. Joe, how excited are you on a scale of 1 to 10? I'm at like an 8 or a 9 right now. That's pretty high. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. It's just, I think like, I heard someone say, anymore now, it's just excited for like, the, uh... The event itself, mm-hmm. like rather than any of the builds or anything like that. And so you, when you get within this week, you're like excited because like you got the Hall of Fame on Friday, Takeover on Saturday, and then WrestleMania on Sunday, and then you got all those other shows that are going to be happening. So I'm looking forward to like catching clips of the different matches from them and things like that. Right, exactly. It's a, it's a whole weekend experience. It's a big fucking thing. It's it's like um. Like, even though, yeah, like, a lot of the matches haven't been built very properly, it's kind of the same way that, like, a lot of football fans, the Super Bowl is still a big deal. Even if your team isn't in it, it's still a big deal and you want to go watch the game. Like, with WrestleMania, it's like, even if, you know, there's not a, you know, the the card is, like, okay, there's some good matches on it, but there's a lot of, like, meh. It's it's Mm -hmm. WrestleMania. It's exciting. Yeah. You get all your friends together, you all bring food, like, yeah, you make a big thing of it. Exactly. So yeah, super excited for it. It's definitely gonna be a good time, I think. Like, oh yeah, I think definitely a handful of these matches. There's definitely gonna be some good in ring shit, and I think, like, of course, there's gonna be a couple where I'm sure my predictions are gonna go horribly wrong, and WWE's just gonna do something stupid as fuck. But like, I feel at least a few of them they have to get right, <laughs> or they could completely change one and have something unexpected, and we our minds are totally blown. What always comes to mind with that is when Seth Rollins cashed in a couple years ago. Yeah, and actually, um, even like from last year, I think the unexpected swerve of putting the uh, IC title on Zack Ryder, that was a pretty good move. Yeah. Out of fucking nowhere. Even, even if it was just the, the 24-hour reign, I mean, that still made a lot of... We were like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they actually played it up really well in that limited time. Like the whole yeah picture with Scott Hall, like the fact that they did that. That was really good, mm. but um, yeah, everything was perfect. Yeah, so let's get into what I'm thinking from uh, Raw. I think the most important thing that I'm going to take away from the beginning of Raw here, mm. uh, which I think is going to shadow into the entire uh, result from WrestleMania, uh, Sasha is going to have to turn on Bailey, and I right? think I mean they are hinting at that hard. Like, it is so. It's, I'm hard. sorry. Hinting is not the word anymore. No. <laughs> They're like, just throwing that in your face. So, it, like, I think the question at this point is, does it happen at Mania or does it happen at the Raw after Mania? I think it happens at the Raw after Mania. I think so, too. At least, at least I think it more fully does at that point. Because yeah. uh, I guess this will get at least a little bit into my WrestleMania prediction. Because I think the way that you have to go at this point is, 
Sasha, I think, should probably get the title. Because at this point, like, because really? Bailey, I think Sasha should win the title at WrestleMania. I'll get way more into that at the WrestleMania okay. predictions. But, like, because with the, the match that they just had, it was like, all right, so Bailey just got another, like, pin, basically. You know, she mm-hmm. hit the Bailey to Bailey, or Bailey to Bailey on Charlotte. So mm-hmm. it was like, Bailey can't win this fucking thing. Like, Nia just also cleaned house and, like, stood up with the title. So, like, Nia can't really win. It wouldn't make any sense to just put it back on Charlotte. So it's like... That would be, oh, that would be, like, the worst move out of the four of them. Yeah, so it's like, all right, I guess Sasha's pretty much going to have to win this thing, I think. Okay. I have a different take on it, Um, if we want to go into that when we hit the predictions. I mean, just I'm just saying that based on this segment, almost. Like, yeah. It's almost like I feel like they're telegraphing it already. Yeah. I, I just think that, I think they're also building it up well, too. I mean... The whole build of this hasn't been the greatest, but at least Charlotte cutting the promo and like planting the seed in both Bailey and the audience's mind with the tweets and everything, I thought was great. Yeah. I just, the, the only thing I think I wish that they had done, like, is if they were going to go with this whole thing, is I wish that they had, right, like built it up a little bit more so then, or built it up more subtly so then I, I wouldn't have known it was going to be happening. And that yeah. everybody else wouldn't basically know it's going to be happening. Because then it's just a bigger deal. But I'm still excited for it to happen anyway. Because I fucking love heel turns. <laughs> it kind of felt like it felt like they were like, hmm, we have to make this women's Mac more more interesting. So what do we do? Ah, let's hint that like Sasha could turn. Yeah. And to note, too, like at this point, I think I'm being really nitpicky when it comes to this. Because honestly, at this point, out of a lot of the matches at WrestleMania... Even though this should have been Bailey versus Charlotte, this match has been built pretty fucking well overall. Yeah, in terms of getting each competitor in the match, like you had them beat the champion, which mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest fan of booking wise, but it makes sense. Yeah, and like the way that I almost kind of think of, and maybe this is unfair, but I don't think so. The way that I th- think about WrestleMania in a lot of ways is I think WrestleMania is supposed to be the culmination of that superstar's journey through a year. Yeah, it's supposed to be the season finale. Exactly. And so, like, especially for a championship or something, it should be basically, like, who are the top people within that division at this point in time? That should pretty much always be who's fighting for that title at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. And basically, that's the story right now, right here, for the Raw Women's title, is it's like, right here you have these four women who are very kind of like equal-ish in different ways, and they're all fighting for dominance in that division. It's like, there you go. And all four of them have been built up pretty well in different ways at different times, sometimes not so well. Throughout the <laughs> Averaged year. out, they're pretty good. <laughs> Averaged out, most of them did okay. Or fairly, I think overall, the four of them did pretty well this year. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, yeah. I don't hate Naya as much anymore. <laughs> No, she's definitely gotten better. And she's yeah. like, you know, she was green and they th- fucking threw her up on the main roster really fast. Way too fast. Like, she did not have a lot of time to season in NXT. Yeah. So she's she's had to jump right in and just get used to it. And I think she's done a pretty admirable job. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I think this is going to be an exciting match. And I'll talk more about it when we get to WrestleMania predictions. But yeah. Um, um, nice transition to what I think has been built up pretty well. Uh, I, actually, I should say very well, is the uh, Austin Aries and Neville match. Because mm. next up on Raw, we had Aries versus Noam Dar, and they got 
Aries move in like a pretty short amount of time, the last chancery over with the crowd. Mm -hmm. Because they've been having him beat people with it the the past couple weeks that he's like been declared as the number one contender. And they did the great opposite thing of then having Neville win with his already established rings of uh, Saturn. Mm -hmm. So I think that's been the... Mm -hmm a nice good buildup of like the submission versus the submission thing for their match. Totally. I didn't even think about that, but that's a really good point. Yeah. They both have the submissions. Yeah. I could, I could definitely fucking see them play into that a lot. Um, I, I won't go too much into it. Cause obviously I want to go into it when we go into the predictions of the match. Yeah. Um, but from what I liked from what we've seen from this build so far, cause I could just talk about the build, I guess. Yeah. Is that uh it seems like we finally have two guys that really actually do feel like they're taking this really seriously. Like a lot of the other guys, it seems like with the heels they're just very generic for the most time part. I think Gnome Dar's starting to kind of tap into like a unique character ish. Definitely. Um, yeah. But like a lot of the other faces, they just kind of feel like, hey, I'm just here to perform and flip around and I'm excited to be here. I like, dance and I like video games. Yay. <laughs> yeah, and it's like why does it feel like Neville and Ares are the only two guys who actually want to win a match in this division? Yeah. And I'll <laughs> man, right? When we Isn't go to that a problem? <laughs> when we go to 205 live, Ares nailed the the promo perfectly for their build up. Yeah, he did really fucking well. You know what? Do you just want to fucking jump over there cuz there's not a whole lot I want to talk about from 205 live and this yeah, seems like uh, a good point to talk about it anyway. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so yeah, this two hundred five live promo. Aries just nailed it. He he just broke down the match in the most simplest of things. You have the championship. I'm the best guy. I want to take that championship to prove that I I am the best in this division. And then he also threw in, so as not to bury Neville. He goes, "You and I are both strong competitors. We're gonna be the best match at WrestleMania." Like, how fucking good was that promo? Yeah, uh, he did a, a an amazing, simple, great thing that you're supposed to do in wrestling, where he yeah. put himself over, he put his opponent over, he put his match over, he put the title <laughs> over. Hmm. Good All job, Austin. time, <laughs> fucking quadruple threat there. Like, oh my gosh, like it just—it's so simple, but somehow nobody seems to be doing it. No, and like his that promo did exactly what a promo is supposed to do. Because that match, like, I've been kind of excited for it, just at least from an in-ring standpoint. And I've been excited for the feud in general. But Mm -hmm. this promo specifically made me really excited for this match. Austin Aries told me why I should be excited to watch him fight Neville at WrestleMania for the Cruiserweight title. Mm -hmm. And now I'm fucking like, this is probably my second... Yeah, I think this is the second the match I want to see second most. Right after uh, Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. And then guess what? It's on the pre-show too. Yeah, so it's like I think I think this promo not only in storyline is showing how much these guys are going to just tear it apart, but I think you could see it even a little bit in Neville's face. Like these two are basically taking it as a personal actual challenge to be like, we're going to go out there and fucking steal the show. Yeah. Fuck you guys and for putting us Aries on the pre-show. Aries blatantly <laughs> said it too on Twitter. A bunch of people were hitting up when it was announced that their match was on the pre-show. Like, people are like, oh, isn't that a slight against you? And da-da-da-da-da. And Aries was like, they put me on there. Well, I think he said, like, they put me on anywhere to get eyeballs on it. He's like, and that's what I'm going to do for the pre-show. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think they're going to tear the house down. I'm like, usually I'm like, oh, I'll skip the pre-show. I want to <laughs> make sure I don't miss this match on the pre-show. Oh, no, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm getting, you know, home, hunkering down, ready to just, like, watch all of fucking WrestleMania live. It's yeah. going to be disgusting. Like... <laughs> Because it's going to be, what, how long is this whole fucking thing together? Like, six hours plus? Yeah. So, hold on. The pay-per-view portion is from 7 to 11, plus two hours on the pre Six hours, yeah. Yeah, so if it runs over a little bit, so it's six plus potentially yeah. a little bit more. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so let me see. What were the other things I wanted to talk about from Raw? Um, <laughs> Seth Rollins' promo with Triple H. Um, what did you think about this whole promo with about uh, redemption? I thought it was good. Were you not a fan? I'm not quite sure, cause okay. like I felt like there was a really good seed in there. I felt like it just came across very strangely, cause mm-hmm. it just, cause like if I understand it correctly, is this what you got from it? That um, Seth Rollins's victory over Triple H is supposed to mean to him. That if he beats him, that he will be redeemed and he can love himself again. That's what this means. It's kind of. I think yeah. I think you're right in that his message got mixed up a little bit because at one point he says that he discovered in rehab that he loved himself before he met Triple H. But then yeah, he did mention the redemption thing. I guess maybe the redemption is kind of like from his past wrongs of like betraying the shield and things like that. Uh huh. Maybe that's what he was going for. I think definitely out of this segment, the stronger one was definitely Triple H. Yeah, I I thought Triple H definitely, but that's also like I think Triple H is super in his element as his heel, and yeah, uh, Rollins has been. It's it's weird. Like they're finally kind of like actually committing to Seth Rollins being a face. Yeah, and they're they're trying to like. It's very weird because, like, I feel like they had a plan for where they, what they wanted to do with this feud with Triple H, but then they, it got derailed for a little bit. But then they had to like, like, oh wait, we can do it. So they had to ramp it back up, but they had to change it. So mm-hmm. they're not quite where they wanted to be. So they're just trying to scramble and put this together. So it, it just feels very like forced at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like um, Rollins is just kind of in this spot where it I'll talk about it more when we get to, you know, WrestleMania predictions again, but it's like, he's in this weird spot where like, he kind of needs to win, but at the same time for like where this feud is, it's not at its conclusion point yet. You know, like it's too early. Yeah. For like where the story is. And it just, it's very strange. So I don't know. Poor Seth Rollins. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think definitely the injury, um derailed this so i think like if he hadn't had to if there wasn't a question of whether he would be able to make it to wrestlemania or not like this wouldn't have had to happen but i think they were thrown uh i think they did a decent job i suppose i just i just find it so weird that he's so obsessed with this like oh man i have to get redemption and you know, then I can love myself again if I beat you. And it's like, well, if you already discovered that you loved yourself before and that you can be that guy again, then, like, haven't you solved your problem already? Like, yeah. shouldn't you love yourself already and just kind of move on with your life? And, like, it's, if you still want to fight him, shouldn't it be, be like, 
hey, Triple H, I want to kick your ass because you're a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, and, like, you screwed me out of the championship. and Exactly, like, it you screwed be, me out of the championship. It should and... be revenge, so it seems like they kind of went, well, he's faced now, so he can't say revenge. Yeah, it's like, what the, f- like, he, maybe she should be all about revenge. Yeah, and it's like, and then, plus, with this fucking injury, like, Samoa Joe was the one who, in storyline, did it to him. Mm-hmm. So he should be like, oh, yeah, and I'm getting revenge on you for injuring me with Samoa Joe, like, yeah, he seems very, like, he's just completely lost his focus in this feud, in this fight, to me, and it's just, it's very, it's very poo-poo. Uh, I still think the match is going to be good, though. I think it'll still be exciting, and I think, I have a very bold prediction for that match, but I'll get into it later. Okay. Um, let's see, oh my god, <laughs> um, one of my favorite things I wanted to point out. Uh, from when Roman Reigns came out for his little segment. Did you happen to notice when the camera came over uh, during his entrance, there was this group of like three, like y- really young, like, you know, 20 something, maybe really early 30s, but mostly like 20 somethings, like three really busty, sexy women, all just had, like in the front row with like low cut tops, and they're all just like jumping around screaming, like, Roman, Roman! Did you no, see I them? Did not know. No. Oh my god, it was amazing. I saw this and I was like, this is either one of the most amazing coincidences that's ever happened, or more than likely, a plant, I think. <laughs> but then it was like amazing because I was like, okay, but either if, if this is real or it's a plant, because if it's a plant, then it has to be reflecting reality. This is the Roman Reigns fan. Roman Reigns' fan is women. They're Who obsessed don't with know the sexiness. product and they're just like, yeah, he's hot. Oh, he's cute. <laughs> And he's, like, kind of badass and that, like, growly, like, um, Aquaman kind of... Well, because he looks like a fucking Aquaman now. He does. Who was a badass in the trailer. Oh, my God. Dude, I'm excited for that fucking Justice League movie. Yeah. But uh, Hopefully we can get into that another fun. time. <laughs> <laughs> That's for another podcast. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, fucking Roman Reigns, I thought it was just really fucking funny that it was, like, right there. And he was coming out, like, how fucking smug was he with this promo? So smug. So then, smug. What'd you think of the uh, the Undertaker being at the graveyard? I was watching that man, and it was like I thought it was kind of. For one thing, it was kind of like a fun, interesting, like old school Undertaker feel. Mm-hmm. And two, it did, like, oh, it brought ahead. me back to like early two thousands. Yeah, <laughs> like when he used to do those promos. And then the second thing I was thinking about it, watching him do that, I was like. How fucking interesting would it be? Because, like, with Roman Reigns being such a cocky little piece of shit with this, and then him doing the whole, like, digging the grave thing. Like, I know that it's not a buried alive stipulation, but, like, how fucking interesting would it have been if this kind of was a buried alive stipulation? And then Undertaker actually did beat Reigns and fucking buried him. And then Reigns had, had, like, had to, like, go away for a little bit and then come back different. Like, he's actually changed as a character from having been, like, buried alive. And, like, he just, he's not fucking cocky like that anymore. Like, he's fucking just serious and he's angry. Hmm. I think That's that kind of would, different... would have been, like, an interesting way for them they could have gone. Yeah, because constantly I've been hearing the prediction that uh, Reigns beats Taker and, like, basically beats him up and that turns him heel. But that would have been... An... That would be another way to change his character. Yeah, but that's that's kind of not what they're gonna do, and it would have been uh, 
I don't know if it would quite fit with what Undertaker is doing these days because mm-hmm. he's been a lot more human lately. Um, but yeah, I think they're probably going to go more so with. I mean, we can get more into it when we go into WrestleMania predictions yeah. matches. But yeah, I think Roman Reigns will probably win anyway. We're really pushing our prediction segment. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned for that part. <laughs> um. Apparently, the tag team title match may be a ladder match? Question mark. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a ladder match now. Okay, they officially announced it. Yep. Okay. Yeah, triple that... threat ladder match sounds familiar. <laughs> WrestleMania. Oh, oh, did do you think that causes someone who is in the first triple threat ladder match to come out? Maybe, just maybe. Hmm. Although uh, I honestly yeah, th- want them to be on SmackDown instead of Raw, so I honestly yeah. don't want them to do that, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I just thought that was very confusing because all of a sudden the ladders just seem to come out of nowhere. Yeah. Although, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll go ahead and I'll spoil this one prediction real quick. Okay. For the ladder thing, I was wondering if part of the fucking idea with the ladders was like, all right, well we need to be able to have like one person, like one team, win this match. But then not have anybody one team like lose this match, so then they can have a rematch at uh, the the night after WrestleMania on Raw. And I was thinking they're gonna have Enzo and Cass win this, and a unique way you can have them win this match that is very specific to Enzo and Cass have oh, the fucking shit. end of the match, like all the fucking crazy shit. All the guys are laid out, all of the fucking ladders are broken, and Enzo. Stands on top of Cass and who's gets the title. Who's seven foot tall and you can't you teach can't that. <laughs> that would go down forever as a WrestleMania moment. Right there, baby. Enzo on top of Cass gets the tag team titles. Like uh, they just you know, they have that moment in the ring where they're looking around. They're like, fuck, there's no ladders. What do we do? And then Enzo's like, I got, you know, Cass just like picks him up. <laughs> Uh, and then holds him like Simba style for a little bit like, with the titles <laughs> there's a great uh, so Cass was on Jericho's podcast this week and he said a lot of the catchphrases they get like the how you doing stuff and all is all from like talking to their friends from home because mm. him and Enzo are from like the New York New Jersey area and he's like, and anytime our friends like say something that's very New York or New Jersey-ish, we're like, write that down. We'll use that on a promo. <laughs> yeah, just like all the random shit that people say. Yeah. I swear, like, there's no people like New York, New Jersey type people that just come up with fucking random ass shit all the time. We're special. Well, because it's like, we just, we talk so much and so fast and just like say the most random shit that just, you know... And most of it is just garbage, nonsense words mm-hmm. that mean nothing. But then every once in a while, there's like something in there amidst the garbage. It's like, that's kind of funny. <laughs> and that kind of catches on a little bit. Very special people up here. We are. Uh, and then we had our final segment for Raw of Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. For Sami Zayn to earn his spot in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Which no one else had to do. Uh, well, because he's the, you know, the ire of Stephanie McMahon, so. Yes. Of course. Well, I just thought it funny, because I think uh, 
who was it? Was it Breeze and Fandango who were like, we don't have anything at WrestleMania. And Daniel Bryan was just like, you could be in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Owens and Zayn, no DQ match. Uh, if Zayn loses, he loses his job, actually. Um, so I thought that kind of uh, definitely telegraphed the ending here. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. But it was a pretty decent match. and It was a great match. I Anytime Owens and Zayn get in there, I never have a problem with it. Yeah. It, it was kind of interesting. I liked how... Um kind of like on raw smackdown and then on 205 live like the matches that they had ending each show felt like a really big match that like mm-hmm. it was like here's a big match that like is important and needed to happen but like we couldn't really get on wrestlemania yeah so like we got like an owens and Sami Zayn, and we got luke harper and bray wyatt and then we get tozawa and brian kendrick yeah yeah i, d- I didn't notice that well which you know what? all right because that's my last fucking thing from 205 live actually Same here i have two things from 205 live one thing is really, really quick, though. Um, with Mustafa Ali, I thought it's really fucking funny how they keep trying so fucking hard to sell him as a face. And with this little promo, with, like, Drew... Not saying that he shouldn't be a face, but, like, they're trying to sell that, like, he already is such a popular face. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to say, like, you know, with Drew Gulak, it's like, oh, well, why do you do all these flips and shit? And he's like, man, like, when you hear the cheer of the crowd, it makes it all worth it. And then he goes out there and has a fucking match, and nobody cheered for anything he fucking did. And it was like, Wow. <laughs> does this guy have any idea what the fuck is happening like and i was thinking about it and i think the biggest thing is he he needs uh, a reason to be sympathetic like something bad needs to happen to him like somebody needs to beat him yeah. up or something fucking needs like something like there, we need a reason to be sympathetic towards this guy instead of him just saying like hey aren't i such a baby face look at the moves i do cheer for me <laughs> Like I'm doing what you like. Yeah, exactly. Like he's just trying to be like, "Wow, look at me! I'm such a baby face." Like, aren't you supposed to cheer for me? Like, you know, look, I'm not. I know I'm supposed to be like stereotypical, and you're supposed to, you know, hate me because I'm a Muslim or yeah, Middle Eastern at least. I don't know. I guess what his religious affiliation is, but yeah, I'm Middle Eastern, so you're supposed to have a stereotype against me, but you don't because you're cool and I'm cool, so I'm a baby face. It's very weird. I don't get it, and clearly the crowd doesn't get it either. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know. What do you think they need to do to fix Mustafa Ali? I think you nailed it. I think he needs just some type of deeper character than just, I do the fun news and the crowd cheers. Do you think uh, Drew Gulak needs to beat the shit out of him a couple times? Uh, Maybe just one really hard time. Mm, maybe just one really hard time. Because the the multiple times thing with the two or five live uh, show is just getting kind of boring to me. Like I was I was happy with the Kendrick and Tozawa match finally happening, but then when he like pulled out the another rule at the end there, I was just like, oh god. Yeah, well, I had one really big problem with it because it's like that match I thought was awesome, except for the fact that Brian Kendrick won. I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck. Like, you've gotten the best of him for so many damn weeks, and it was great because it was this perfect build-up to then, finally, this should have been, like, you know, Tozawa finally fucking kicked your ass, and then afterwards, Tozawa could have, like, given you his own rule. Yeah, rule, like, you forgot who I am, drop the mic. Yeah, or, like, right. everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah, just some Actually, kind of great line. Actually, that would have been really good because he's the man with the plan. 
<laughs> Everybody has a plan until they get German suplexed on their fucking head. <laughs> oh my god. Like, just something like that. Like, that would have been perfect. Because that... Yeah. Now Tozawa just looks like a bitch. Yep. Right? Because it's like he's dumb and, and he, he just, can't win. Just another week that he... And it's like, it's stupid because it's like the only logic I can try to find in this is like, okay, so they're trying to build up Kendrick again, maybe as like a, a contender against Ares, but it's like, they didn't need to do that. Like, they could have just had Tozawa win here, and then Kendrick could just win a number one contenders match. Like, mm-hmm. he's still yeah. got over a lot from this feud by, you know, building Tozawa so long and drawing him out. You know, like, it, it works to help establish his character more. He didn't need to win this match. Like it was just that was a really dumb call, and I am kind of astounded that they made it because I see no logic in it. Uh, I agree. And what a fucking great match, too! Like it was a fantastic match. <laughs> what a fucking great match! Oh my gosh! But whatever. Uh, let me see. A few other things I wonder were run through from SmackDown. Let's see. Naomi's back. Well, That's fucking exciting. When- yeah, uh, what do you think of the final segment of Raw, though, with uh, Goldberg and Lesnar? I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was expecting. I honestly don't fucking care. <laughs> All I want out of that match is it for to go more than, like, ten minutes. <laughs> you know what? You know what I legitimately want? Because this is different from my predictions. I just want one or both of these guys to get completely gassed or minorly injured so that this match is just as bad, if not worse, than the last match that they had, like at <laughs> WrestleMania 20. I wanted this to be a fucking shit show. Have just the crowd sh- just turn on it and start yep. just Have them start shitting f- on it. Yep, fucking start booing both guys, just throwing shit at both of them. <laughs> like, oh, I just want everybody to shit on this. Just to and fucking have, like have WWE realize how stupid of an idea this whole thing was. <laughs> Cause I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I want this to be a disaster. I don't care. I don't care if it fucking ruins WrestleMania. <laughs> Cause for me it won't. The other parts that'll be good or will still be good for me. So tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Fuck Lesnar, oh. fuck Goldberg. Because then it's like, you know what? No matter fucking what happens, the Universal title isn't going to be on TV for months. They made this goddamn title, and now it's not going to be on TV for months. These stupid Actually, fucking idiots. I think if it goes on Lesnar, he's going to be around a lot more. Oh, he's going to be around uh, maybe once a month. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and uh... Raw is how fucking long? <laughs> and now they don't have the universal title. They have three hours to fill Joe every fucking week. More cruiserweight matches. <laughs> More cruiserweight matches. More six man tags. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh, uh, real quick, did you see the any of the pictures of the WrestleMania set? I saw a few with that fucking roller coaster. That is <laughs> crazy. Fucking roller coaster. What the fuck? <laughs> They're going so. I, I saw some people talking. I don't know what fucking they're talking about though. About saying that Shane is going to jump off that shit, like off of the roller coaster bit. No, dear God, he would die. Yeah, I was like, um, do you guys have any fucking idea how part 
think that part is like maybe the ring on top of the ring. That part I could see maybe. Yeah. But yeah, that roller coaster bit is like a hundred feet high, maybe or fifty. Yeah, like just ridiculous. It's too much. And like, yes, he jumped off the Titantron before, but that was into like a padded thing. <laughs> well, I guess depending on where they fucking do something, like they could put padding somewhere. But a fall from that high, even padding would be like, nope, not helping you. <laughs> well, it depends on how much fucking padding and what type of padding and stuff, because they have okay. like. Have you ever been to, like, a Disney or Orlando Studios and shit like that? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure they do it. There's a lot of other fucking places. I'm just... That's the only place I've seen this, because I'm such a poor-ass motherfucker. But, uh, like, sometimes where they have people in, like, theater jump off those, like, ridiculously high... You know, once these are not, you know, pro athletes. They're not trained to take all this pain. But they have to jump off, like, ridiculously high ones. Like, they've got these giant, uh, almost, like, balloon-looking things, like, or moon bounce type of things mm. you can jump onto so they could probably put something like that somewhere <laughs> what if a moon bounce is a part of their set it's like the <laughs> ultimate throw ladder and that's what he jumps into they jump into a moon bounce and then they fight through a ball pit it's the ultimate <laughs> throw ride and then they both jump into like uh parts on a roller coaster that are right next to each other and they're punching each other the whole time they're on the roller coaster <laughs> ultimate throw <laughs> It's the ultimate punch-facing extravaganza. <laughs> or face-punching extravaganza. We should be booking this. <laughs> oh, oh, my man. gosh. All right. So, SmackDown. Well, you know, and then the, the, while they're doing that, because you could have, like, uh, the kayfabe just really break down and have matches go simultaneously. So, they're doing that, and then meanwhile, like, they run into Seth Rollins and Triple H, who are also fighting in the ball pit. <laughs> That's why it's the ultimate throw line. You don't know who's fighting who at one time. You have to, yeah, matches are happening at more than one place. You have to watch more than one camera. <laughs> it's the ultimate throw ride. Each screen is a different match. It's the ultimate throw watch. To... <laughs> oh my god. And both of them have their own set of drinking rules, and you have to keep up with both. And they have, like, one of them is beer and one of them is liquor. Oh god. And you're never in the clear, and you're always sicker. And it's six hours long. <laughs> and it's six hours long. So everybody's dead afterwards. <laughs> it's like the uh, really old roller coasters that would break people's necks and shit. Yeah. <laughs> the ultimate throw ride, motherfucker. Uh, I can't wait till I, I'm done hearing that phrase. Cause <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really excited for some naomi she's fucking back yeah how great was this return so great because the crowd actually fucking reacted to it too they reacted she had a hot start where she comes running down and gives a hurricane rana to uh uh natalia that was a great looking hurricane rana yeah and it like fit too it was like oh if you're running at one another use your opponent's momentum to take them down (laughs) yeah and it's like it it's weird because the Hurricane Run, it's one of those moves that, like, you know, normally only these really, really light guys use it. And yeah. because they use it to guys that are so much bigger than them, it always looks like one of those moves where it's like, oh, the other guy's throwing himself. Yeah. Except for when they're doing it on really little guys. But Naomi is, you know, the same size, if not bigger than a lot of the other women. But she's way more athletic, so she can do a Hurricane Rana. So it actually looks really good. Like, I think and- her Hurricane Rana is probably the best in WWE right now. 
And then Natalia is just so good that she makes everything look good. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I think she's okay. I think she's the most, one of the more solid women wrestlers that they have. I mean, I think she's definitely a really solid technical hand. Yeah. Uh, I think that she's okay at best when it comes to characters and okay at best when it comes to promos. Oh, yeah, definitely. So that's just, that's kind of why, like, I don't know. I've just always never been super impressed with Natalia. But, like, she's a really good hand. And I hate that phrasing (laughs) and that mentality and shit. But, like, she is a really good hand. (laughs) That's what she is. Um, you know what might not be good is the Shane and AJ match, though. <laughs> I think it'll be okay. Unless it goes the way that we said. But, uh... I mean, unless I just... unless AJ loses, that'll be a, an yeah. abomination. But I liked AJ's promo here, where he basically called out Shane for, he's like, the only way you've won matches is by using, like, tables and ladders and chairs and some crazy stunt. And he's like, you and I are just having a regular match, though, so what are you gonna do? <laughs> Knock out the ref. <laughs> then you can do whatever the fuck you want for a little while <laughs> and then when he gets up again you knock him out again yep uh, oh, and yeah so I just thought they had, they had a good uh, segment with the contract signing there yeah uh, and then let's see my, <laughs> my I'll go into my bad point real quick um, no, I, yeah my bad point and then I have two good points uh, what the okay. fuck was the stupid uh, evil tennis racket doing coming back in the ending segment here. <laughs> why Why does Randy Orton know how to use the evil tennis racket? <laughs> why? And if so, why did Brandy or Bray Wyatt leave it somewhere he could find it? Like, what the fuck? And then how could it stab into somehow killing Abigail again after she was dead and then her soul was burned and Bray Wyatt <laughs> rubbed his ashes on her himself and then he comes back and stabs the ground where there's nothing left? With the with the uh, crucifix, with the evil tennis racket. <laughs> well, no, did you hear me? He's like, I have a crucifix, and I think he meant crucifix. <laughs> a crucifix. <laughs> crucifix is not even a foreign word to him. Like, even if he doesn't care about anything with religion, it's a wrestling word. It's in wrestling <laughs> moves. Come on, Orton. <laughs> He's such a robot sometimes. He does not give a fuck about like this feud has really kind of gone off the rails, and he. Also I think he does was excited at first, and then was, he just yeah. It was so awesome at first, and it could still be awesome, but they've just really gone really fucking weird with it for no reason. <laughs> like someone watched, uh, like one of the, like the Omen or something like that, and it was just like we need to go the, like this hardcore. <laughs> yeah, somebody just like started fucking doing some stupid shit right here. <sighs> why it better win this but i'm really afraid oh, that he's he not going to. to i'm so afraid he's just gonna lose again <laughs> we'll get into it later yeah um, but yeah the uh the good part i thought his match with harper was great oh i think it was fantastic i think it really gave harper a uh good like bouncing off board after wrestlemania because i don't think he, he's not even in the andre the giant battle royal so really he, no he is not that's bullshit he should be in there hmm maybe he can work his way in there or maybe he can uh get himself involved in this match at some point with him and randy orton 
I think maybe fuck that's them both up. the yeah. Or uh, yeah, he come out and fuck them both up, or like maybe uh, if like Eric Rowan came back to help uh Bray Wyatt, then maybe Luke Harker, Harper would come out and like take out Eric Rowan. Mm-hmm. I Something think like he that. definitely. I think he stays up near the main event picture on SmackDown though. Yeah, I think it'd be really good to have him kind of come in and have a little bit more of a feud with Wyatt and be a contender for a little bit. And actually, it might be interesting then branch off there and maybe take Eric Rowan if maybe they could be a tag team together. Like, just branch off and do their own thing after feuding with Wyatt. Like, oh, Harper and uh, Rowan? Yeah, Harper and Rowan, because what okay. the fuck is Rowan going to do otherwise? Nothing. He needs He needs somebody. And I think Harper would kind of do better in that position of like having being a tag team. And who the fuck is he going to tag with if not Rowan? Yeah. So yeah. have him be like, hey, you know, Rowan, I can show you the bullshit of like, you know, what Wyatt was lying to us about too. You can come with but, me be free. And we can be dominant together. And we can be dominant together. Exactly. Uh, so what was your final bad point from SmackDown? Oh, no. Final. Uh, well, good and bad point. Uh, it was oh. Miz and Maurice's and Cena and Nikki Bella's segment. Um. Well, I thought the fucking hilarious part, I thought his whole impression of Daniel Bryan was fucking funny as shit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I need the yes, phone book to yes. sit down. I need the phone book. Oh, stink. No, I'm a vegan. It hurts my little tummy. <laughs> <laughs> or I love that. John, wouldn't you like to hear the pitter-patter of little feet? <laughs> well, yeah, we do. We have Daniel Bryan here tonight. I thought his impression of Daniel Bryan was even better than his uh, Cena. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. And honestly, I think it really shows you what Miz's true strength is. He is a really great like impersonator and like just comedic, like just asshole in that way. Like, yeah, I mean, because think about the last time that you truly liked him, and it was probably Miz and Morrison's. Yeah, and that's when they uh, did this shit too. <laughs> the uh, what, was, what was the show called? The Dirt Sheet. Yeah, the dirt sheet when they made fun of these guys and parody people. Yeah, it was hilarious. And that's what he's back to doing now. Yeah. And that's what he's really good at. And if you ever notice, he's really good at having someone else there. Exactly. We, yeah, we, we've got into this, I think, in other weeks, too. Yeah. But yeah, he really is good at playing off of somebody that he's comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Whether that's a tag team partner or, you know, in this case, Maurice. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, wait, so is there something you didn't like about the segment? Yeah, because then at the end, then he tried to get all fucking serious and shit. And it was like, man, did that come across really flat, I think. Like, him and Maurice okay. were not intimidating in the least. Like, what did you think of that part of the... Yeah. That that was bad, because I think Cena delivered a great promo. And I think it was really good. Like, you had mainly Cena with just little Nicky lines. Um what what I did like about it was passing the heat off of like Miz looking like he was gonna run back into the ring at Cena, but then Maurice stopping him. Mm-hmm. So putting the heat on Maurice, I thought was a good idea. Sure, yeah. Of like, oh yeah, he could have put up a fight, but his wife stopped him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, mean, I thought that was a good idea. But then the thing that I was just really upset with was how much, uh, you know, just I thought that. They had this this idea of, you know, at the end of the promo where, like, Miz took off the hat, and then he was trying to get all serious at the camera, and he was like, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. going to beat you, Cena, and you have no idea what's going to happen, like, I'm all tough shit, and it was like, 
man, that really came across so fucking flat. And then, like, Cena just comes in there and fucking rips him to shreds. And, you know, with some real, it's about, like, almost like some kayfabe breaking truth bombs of, like, yeah, I'm not just going to beat you. I'm going to destroy you. Like, you have yeah. no idea. Like, well, just, I mean, some of his lines were so good. Like, how long have you guys been married and you don't have kids? And, like, so why are you shitting on us for it? And then the whole, uh, you've been here 10 years. What have you really done? So. I really would have liked if uh, Miz had cut back in with the whole, like, yeah, with, when he was criticizing me of, like, not having kids. If he was like, oh, what? We think you want to be breeders like you? <laughs> like, <laughs> We choose not to have kids because, like, that's below us. Like, kids ruin people's oh, lives. Oh, like, yeah, that, that, that would have been, been great if they had gone into a whole breeder hate rant, but they probably don't feel that way, so that's probably why they didn't yeah. do it. <laughs> but uh, overall, I think very good build-ups to WrestleMania. Yeah, I think, well, that, that's one of the matches that had a pretty good build-up that came out of nowhere, but... Yeah, right? Like, recently I've been like, holy shit, I'm actually looking forward to see how this goes <laughs> yeah um uh, actually one other idea i just have written down here uh what do you what would you think of uh either dolph ziggler or the miz joining up with the fashion police like basically the fashion police serving as the cronies of one of those guys yeah either one i think would be good i think it would work a little bit better with miz i think it might too but then i was thinking that it's like but he already has maurice so i don't think he needs them whereas i think yeah. like Ziggler has almost no direction right now. Yeah, so absolutely none. It might be good to kind of you know, reinvent himself a little bit and adopt maybe a little fashion policey gimmick. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, anyway, the showstopper, the dress shopper, <laughs> the dress shopper. Uh, over on NXT, maybe uh, Elias Sampson is going to do some dress shopping now that he's gone from NXT. Yeah, this came out of nowhere, right? Yeah, it was like he's just gone for so long anyway, and it was like, all right, we just sometimes people fade from NXT TV, and we just assume they're gone. Yeah, and then it was like, oh, let's do a officially retire him, I guess. Yeah, and the announcers were all saying they're like, this could be his last match in NXT, and like, if only Corey Graves was here to see him off. And I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, Corey Graves like really hated him, right? Wasn't that part of yeah, the whole yeah. thing? So no, that part I got, but I was just like, wait, he's le-, like. I, I've never seen them announce that someone was leaving unless they had already, like, debuted on the main roster and were just, like, finishing up their NXT run. Yeah. Uh, so, with him gone, where do you think he goes? Do you think he's being repackaged, released, or do you think he's coming up to the main roster? Do you think he's coming to Raw the, SmackDown? The rumor is <laughs> that he's going to main roster. Wait, are you fucking serious? I'm dead serious. You You are not fucking serious. They're not putting I'm... Elias fucking Samson on the main roster. They The rumors are that Elias Samson is going to the main roster. I always suggested that as a fucking joke. I thought <laughs> he either has to be getting repackaged or released. Nope. Wow. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, so... that, that rumor's got to be false. There's no fucking way. <laughs> So if that happens, I think it has to be SmackDown. He would get torn apart on Raw. He would get torn apart on wherever the fuck he goes because he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least he made Ono look good. Yeah, he made Ono look decent. So I guess there's that. But I think that was kind of more like Ono made himself look decent. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, 
Elias Yamcha just happened to be the guy that was there in the ring. <laughs> could have been anybody. Just happened to be Elias Yamcha. Exactly. It could have just been anybody. And then uh, the ending was great. Smashing his guitar. So yeah, the smashing the guitar was good. Although I still think the the best leaving of NXT was Bo Dallas's leaving. <laughs> that was that was the best one. Uh, but yeah, another thing, just real quick, my last note from NXT, the thing that was really bad. I thought that contract signing with Asuka and Ember Moon was yeah. atrocious. Like, just like, all right, I get that you guys pre-recorded that clearly. Um, Couldn't have done delete. some extra takes. No, just hit delete. Don't even, <laughs> don't even show it. Just say like, hey, they're still having a match. We didn't do a contract signing or anything. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> they signed the contract. We swear. It's like just NXT can be two minutes shorter this week. Just don't show that segment. That was so bad. That right. that like took Asuka away from the hype of that match. She awkwardly laughed, and then Moon trying to tell her that she's overconfident. Oh, oh yeah. Like neither of them cut that promo well. There was no. no animosity. Like it felt very amateurish with just like the purely still cam. Like it felt yeah. like they just settled a camera like on the end of the table and were like, "All right, the three of us are gonna sign this contract." And Regal's just like the fuck is going on yeah and just like the miscues of like him trying to push the contract over while ember moon already started talking like she didn't <laughs> wait for him to push that over first so then it felt very like he was trying to push it over and be like uh, 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 while she was talking are you gonna sign it uh, uh. <laughs> like it was really bad um but hopefully the match will be a lot better than that <laughs> a promo that was good though was these uh vignettes for alistair black um mm, yeah and this final one for the Andrade CM Almas match uh, was great. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty excited for that fucking match. That'll be yeah. that'll be fun. I like Almas right. in this heel role, and I'm I'm excited for Black in general, just to see what they do with him stuff. Yeah. So prediction time. Yeah, let's fucking get to it. Uh, right. So let's let's go through uh, NXT Takeover. Takeover. So the Saturday night's card. Uh, So on this past NXT, we had the announcement that uh, there's going to be the eight-person mixed tag team match with Dillinger, Strong, No Way Jose, and Ruby Riot versus Sanity, made up of Young, Killian Dane, Alexander Wolfe, and Nikki Cross. I think uh, the faces take this one. I agree. I think they have to at this point. Yeah, because Sanity had the like uh advantage for so long and then we have the ruby riot like evening things out i think you let them get the win here exactly like you know they've built it out long enough that ruby riot finally is coming as like the last piece of the puzzle they can finally get that one big win because especially like if they don't they don't have another group that they can really assemble now to eventually beat them so it's like they have to do it now it would just be a random assortment of (laughs) yeah and I think it just, it makes sense, and it's a good match to... Uh, I I think they might kick off the show with this. Oh, yeah. Like, is it... Uh, where are you getting your list from? Is it just, like, you written it down somewhere, or is it, like, on WWE.com? Because sometimes they put it in order of what they'll uh, eventually I do. Just off, it's just off Wikipedia. Okay. Or, yeah, and Wikipedia, they just, I guess, is sometimes. Well, they just have the title match at the top, and then it goes down. Okay. So, yeah, maybe it's kind of either in order or a proposed order. Yeah, from from this, I could see 
Yeah, this this actually it's probably going to be the opening match because after this you have Black versus Almas, mm. which I don't know if you want to do this as the first match because of Black debuting. Um, then you've got the triple threat tag team match that could maybe kick it off, but again, it's weird kicking off with the championship match. Then Asuka Ember Moon, that's going to be the co-main event, and then Rude and Nakamura. So actually, the way that you read it, that's how I would do it if I were putting together. To get at the card. Like the eight person, the singles, triple threat, and then championship matches. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So next would be Alistair Black. Clearly, he's got to win his debut. Yeah. Against I mean, they've been hyping this guy up really well with these vignettes and stuff. And Andrade has improved his character enough, definitely, to easily take a loss. Yeah. Like he can, he can take a loss and he'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, then we have Authors of Pain coming in with the tri- the. Tag Team Championships going to the Triple Threat with DIY and the Revival. Yeah, so I think probably pretty clearly we both thinking uh, authors are retaining here. Yes, but I think at least the Revival's going up, I think, after this weekend. Yeah, I think the Revival have to go up, and I think that they should. Um, but my question for you is, as far as eliminations, do you think that anybody other than the authors gets an elimination? Because I think the way that they should book this is that the authors eliminate both teams. Yeah, okay. So that they completely dominate. Yeah, I can see that. Because then that would be the way to really make this a signature dominant fucking win. Yeah. Yeah, you take out the Revival first, and then take out DIY. The only other way I could see this happening is... uh, Well, yeah. Because if DIY is going to stick around... You don't want them getting eliminated first, I guess, right? Right, and then also just oh. you know from the structure of the match, like you want them the more babyface team to be in there as yeah. like the hope spot. Because I was gonna say a possibility is that the like authors of pain really beat down DIY or something, and then the revival like swoop in and get the pin to eliminate them. But then yeah, you're right, you'd be left with two heels, mm-hmm. uh, two heel teams. So right. Uh. I think you the, keep DIY around, like, maybe at least until kind of SummerSlam. Yeah. Because uh, you also have, was that, Heavy Machinery coming up in the tag team division down in NXT that could take on Authors of Pain, so. Yeah, like, they're starting to come up. Uh, you know, hopefully TM61 will, like, Shane Thorne is injured, right? Yeah. So eventually he'll be able to come back. And they'll, they'll build up some more tag teams and stuff, so. Yeah. But I, I imagine uh, Authors of Pain, I think, are going to kind of hang on to these for a while. And just kind of be a, kind of like what Oscar was doing, almost like raining silently in the background of like from time to time, come out and have a match or two. Yeah. But let the division build. And while just they slowly just kind of, over time, people realize, oh yeah, they've been keeping yeah, this around for a while. Holy shit, they've been champion for like a whole year. Like <laughs> fuck, these guys are still undefeated. And then eventually, then you know, whoever the fucking babyface team is can finally defeat them. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be those Ely brother fuckers. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, it'll be popular at that time. As you mentioned, we have Oscar going in uh, against Ember Moon. Yep, I think Ember may take the championship here. I was trying to think about it because, like, I feel like they could go about this a couple different ways. Like, I think Ember could and maybe should win this one right out. But I was and then you thinking have the, the straw champion of Oscar. 
because it's like I'm, it's hard because like I think there's a part you know what no I think Ember should win this because I was trying to think about it again of like because I want this feud to extend out for a little while like I want them to legitimately feud all the way until like Brooklyn mm-hmm. in summer if they go to Brooklyn again um yeah they are and because clearly Ember has to win it at some point but like I was trying to think like is the best way for Asuka to lose it if she like cheats to keep her title here because I think that if Asuka were to retain it would have to not be clean like she would have to all of a sudden be like holy shit like I might actually lose and then she would panic and then cheat somehow or something like and then she could retain the title to later or she could lose it now out of like overconfidence which I think might be the better route. And then she just gets more vicious and more into her, her kind of like her heel persona and heel turn out of anger that she lost the title and her undefeated streak. And she like really goes after Ember Moon to try and finish mm. her off. I think that'd be the better way to go. So yeah, Ember Moon, I think should win here. Yeah, I agree. But will she is the question. And I think she will. We shall see. Because I think one way or the other, they either through the for the draft or pretty soon after they're probably going to bring Oscar up to the main roster so they got to free her up. Mm-hmm. Uh and so then we have our main event, Bobby Roode versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I mean, Bobby Roode's got to retain something. I think he retains. Yeah. Do you think it's clean? Do you think it's uh with some cheating with like an assistance of anybody? Hmm. But since this is of anybody, I don't know, but definitely, I think, cheating involved. Because he won fairly clean the first time. I mean, the heelish thing was that he just went after the the injured knee of Nakamura. Yeah, it was just kind of like heel tactics. It wasn't like straight yeah. cheating. Um, yeah, I don't know. But it's, I think... It's... I think you have, like, yeah, Nakamura put up the, the fight where Bobby Roode can't put him away normally, so he, like does something dirty and takes it. Yeah. I could see that. Cause I'm trying to think like, do you think then this would be like Nakamura swan song right after this? Or do you think that they're going to build another program for him after this? Like, cause that's one of the other thing I was trying to think, like if somebody else interferes, like, do you think any, somebody else could try and interfere and then Nakamura branches off has like one more match with somebody else. Yeah, I definitely see that, because I don't think he comes up right after WrestleMania. I think uh, it might be sometime. So yeah, he could do the swan song, kind of like what Sami Zayn did with him, where he came back for that like one match in NXT. Do you think it could be with like Cassius Ono, for example? Because yeah, he's that's not someone on this card. Was... No, he's not, and he's made his name known in the title picture, so. Yeah, like he had that match with Rude, and he like just barely lost, and. And he, he originally came out, and it was when Sh- uh, Shinsuke had the title. Mm-hmm. And he, like, uh, came face-to-face with Shinsuke and pointed to the title. So, I think either guy he could kind of go after. Yeah. Or do you think, is, is there any way that they put the title back on Shinsuke, make him a three-time champion, and then bring Bobby Roode up instead? I think it's a possibility, too, because, I mean, both guys are ready for the main roster right now. Yeah. Um, and Rude, especially with uh, the gimmick he has, I think would be really strong. And Shinsuke is just so charismatic that whatever he does, uh, he'll be well-liked. So, 
Yeah, I, they, I would there's kind a of... lot of possibilities for this. I I just see Bobby Roode retaining just to solidify his championship reign a little more. Yeah, I think that'd be a smarter move. Like, yeah, to help really build Bobby Roode a little more, and also like Shinsuke, I think is better off suited off going up to the main roster at this point, mm-hmm. especially because it's weird. I don't know if this is going to make a whole lot of sense for what I'm saying. I'm sort of sorting out my thought as I say it. Okay, but like Shinsuke to me on some levels very one dimensional. He, as a he character, is. I completely agree. So he's he's actually kind of a very weird, hard character to build a division around, as far as like a central character. For me, like he, I feel like he can't be like a long term champion. Like he's one of those guys that is kind of like he's a perfect side fringe player to have, like that you can kind of throw in a lot of different places, and he could be the champion for a little bit, but he doesn't have to be. And I think that's where he belongs. He can be kind of up on the main roster, like on SmackDown somewhere. And Bobby Roode, I think right now would be the better spot to kind of hold down the Ford and NXT, be that heel. And then I think honestly where they should go next with it, build Ty Dillinger up to be the guy to unhorse Bobby Roode. He's been down there for so long. He's like kind of that next real feel like, homegrown nxt guy exactly like because for a long time right now it's kind of felt like i think ever since uh like kevin owens kind of came in and took the title it's really felt like to me that the nxt title is like oh who do we give to like the hottest new act of like the indie guy who comes in because it was like kevin owens and then it was like oh now it's on balor and now it's on joe and now it's on you know nakamura like yeah neville Like, all these guys were the strong, independent guys that came into NXT just for a little bit in order to just get transitioned up to the main roster. Yeah. Whereas Dillinger, yes, he was on the independents for a while, but he feels like a homegrown NXT guy at this point for how long he's been down there. Right. And I think that would be, like, just a really great story with how long he's... Because that's another thing I think that's been the component for uh, some of these newer champions versus the older ones is, like, how long they were in NXT before they became champion and like what their history is. Ty Dillinger really has that history in NXT. Like we've seen him grow and build and change. So then him winning the NXT title really does feel like, Oh, this is a big deal. Instead of, you know, these guys, you know, Bobby Roode comes in and he talks about how it's a big deal for him to win the NXT title. But it's like, is it that big of a deal? You haven't been here very long. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it's a big deal, but is it that big of a deal? Is it, a big of a deal to you on the same level that it is for Ty Dillinger? I don't think so. Ty Dillinger's been chasing that title for years. You've been chasing it for months. If mm-hmm. that. Like, it's completely different. And I would love to see that again, because I thought they had a great match in Toronto, right? Was it Bobby Roode and uh, Ty Dillinger? Yes. So I would fucking love to see them go at it again. And I think that'd be a yeah. great, cool redemption story of like they fought once and Dillinger lost and then he'd gone off to do other things and he fought Sanity and other shit and he's come around and he's like, hey, I'm ready to fight you again. And now it's for the title. I think that's the story that they need to go for in NXT. Yeah. the Just the long-term guy that deserves it at this point. Hell, they can even go into that basically as the next story if they want to right now. Have Bobby mm-hmm. Roode, you know, he's gotten rid of Nakamura. Nakamura goes up. And then Dillinger 
straight off of leading his team to the victory over Sanity. Hey, I want the NXT title, motherfucker. <laughs> and go after Bobby Roode. And culminate to a big old title win, baby. Adam Cole, baby. Bobby Roode, uh, baby. You've been putting NXT through hard times. <laughs> and the ghost of Dusty Rhodes go kick your ass. <laughs> Better believe that, baby. And become the first ever dead NXT champion. <laughs> John Cena, you can't see me. <laughs> you can't see Jesus Christ. Should we get on All to right. WrestleMania? Yeah. So let's run down this freaking line. Love how short of a card that we just had five matches compared to what we're going to go through right now. Yeah, that's only fucking five matches. You know what? They should fucking put um. Oh shit! What was um? They should have just put uh, Cash Sono and Elias Sampson, the loser leaves NXT. They should have put this on in here. Yeah, whatever. But that—that's what I like about NXT. They only do a couple matches that are really long, and usually go well. Yeah, or, you know, maybe it's better that they only do five, and then they can really yeah. just have all the time in the world. So uh, on the pre-show, we got the. Uh, six-pack challenge for the women's SmackDown Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. Bliss, Lynch, Natalia, James, Carmella, and Naomi. So, uh, with a six-pack challenge, is this elimination rules, or is this just whoever gets a pinfall wins? Whoever gets the final pinfall wins. Oh, so it's like scramble rules. Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. I um, believe so. All right. No matter what my prediction's the same, I think Naomi has got to win this. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's really no other choice in my mind. Like, because I, I feel like they wanted to go with the story originally of just Naomi had the title, bring it into WrestleMania, retain it there, but the injury kind of threw it off, so it's like, all right, we're picking back up where we left off, put the title on Naomi. She's the one with the momentum and the steam right now. Exactly. And she's bringing the glow. Feel the glow. And it's like, you know, that, that she's got to get that feel-good hometown moment. Yeah. With the title. So. And I think it would be a really perfect way to kick off, you know, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've got Neville versus Aries for the Cruiserweight Championship. I think this is even perfect, too. Cause, so, originally, I remember, I think, even last week, I was talking about how I think Aries is definitely winning this. Yeah. And I've changed my mind. Ooh. I'm pretty sure Neville is going to uh, do either like an intentional disqualify or we can get like a double count out. Oh, uh, you but think the, we're just extending this? Yeah, we're going to extend the feud out and not by having it that like Ares wins it and then we trade it back and forth. But hold on a second. Oh, okay. Uh, my dog was just acting very strange for a second. Um, but yeah, I think that Neville is going to get himself probably intentionally disqualified. Like, they're going to have a really great match, I think, for a while. It's going to, like, just feel like, oh, yes, like, finally, this is the fucking match we've all been waiting for. And then Neville's going to get scared that it's like, holy shit, like, I actually can't, or I'm afraid that I can't beat him. Yeah. Just disqualifies himself. And then it's like, fuck you, boo. And everybody just gets (laughs) mad because it's like, damn it, we wanted to see the conclusion to this match. Mm -hmm. And so then we can get it later on, and then eventually Ares can get the win. But for right, and you know, with the stipulation, it's like no DQ or something to prevent that. Yeah, I like it because that continues the uh, the feud between them, which has been great. Yeah, because this this does not feel like the culmination point for their feud yet. Mm-hmm. 
and I think it would fit within Neville's character right now, especially of like him being the king and he's like fought all these guys and nobody's on his level yet. So that then finally when somebody threatens him, he should have that kind of like, oh shit, well, I'm going to cheat to win. <laughs> okay, so crazy thing just happened. Uh, hmm. my, my Wikipedia fa- page refreshed. And it now only has the Neville and Ares match and the Andre the Giant Battle Royal as the pre-show matches. Ooh, it switched. Okay. And took the women's onto the main card. Nice. So, wondering if that's actually happening. That'd be cool. I'd be fine with yeah. that. Uh, but then, yeah, so definitely still on the pre-show then is the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Um, which is a 31-man Battle Royal. That's going to be fun. It's 31 and we've people? Got yeah, so we've oh, got Mojo Raleigh, Apollo Crews, Big Show, Kurt Hawkins, Braun Strowman, Goldust, R-Truth, Primo, Epico, Curtis Axel, Bog Dallas, Ginger Mahal, Sandy Zane, Fandango, Tyler Breeze, Dolph Ziggler, Rhino, Heath Slater, Jason Jordan, Chad Gable, The Usos, Connor, Victor, Kalisto, Aiden English, Simon Gotch, Sankara, Titus O'Neil, Mark Henry, and then Tian Bing. Who is oh, yeah, Chinese H, guy. The Chinese superstar from uh, in, in NXT. Okay. Wait, did they say um, uh, was Tyler Bate in there? No. Fuck. Why is Tyler Bate not in there? They should put the UK champion in there. Uh, Tyler Breeze is not Tyler Bate. <laughs> fucking take out Tian Bing and put in fucking Tyler Bate. <laughs> right, right initials, wrong guy. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> Just realized. Um, I was originally, I think, for a long time, totally thinking Strowman's going to win this. And I think Strowman probably still win. Um, what do you think? I think Strowman takes this. But I'll I tell you what Raw I was, think should happen. Raw was a huge indicator of that for me. Yeah. I'll tell you what my pitch for what I think should happen. I think this would be a... This is actually has a really great opportunity. Because I think Strowman winning this could be like, okay, Strowman won it. Like, we figured he would win it. But I think you have a real star-making opportunity here for Sami Zayn. And let me pitch to you the scene. Because I think this would actually, the way that I'm pitching it, make Strowman look good too. Okay. Uh, You have Strowman eliminate damn near everybody in this tournament. So it's 31 people. Mm -hmm. You have him eliminate like 25 or 26 guys. Like maybe Big Show eliminates a few. So that when he eliminates Big Show, it looks better. But have Strowman eliminate, like I'm not fucking kidding you everybody else in this thing except for Sami Zayn. And then it finally comes down to these two. And these two have been feuding for a long time on Raw, kind of on and off. Mm-hmm. And then finally, like, you know, he's like trying to throw Sami Zayn out all these different times and he keeps like skinning the cat and finding all these other ways to like not get eliminated. And then finally like uses Strowman's own momentum to like, you know, get him over the ropes and then like runs, hits him with a haluva kick to finally send him off. Sami Zayn wins the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I mean, he is doing it in honor of Mick Foley, so... Yeah, exactly. That'd be insane. That would be a fucking moment, because, like, Strowman wins it. It'd be one of those things that's, like, that was kind of cool at the moment, but, like, afterwards, I don't think anybody's going to give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I think Sami Zayn would it'd be a bigger moment. Yeah, especially with that kind of ending, the... Oh, of course, Strowman's going to win it. And then, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I think that would be the way that I would do it. That would be pretty exciting, I think. I um, think that would be. 
what's what's next on the card there? Uh, so now we go into the main card, uh, and we got Luke Gallows and Carlo Anderson versus Enzo and Cass versus Cesaro and Sheamus for the Raw Tag Team Championship uh, ladder match. Yeah, I kind of blew my load on this one a little bit. I'm, I'm sticking with my uh, my crazy booking prediction. I think Enzo and Cass are going to win this, and I think they're going to do it by having Enzo stand on top of Cass to get the titles. He's seven <laughs> feet tall, and he can't teach them. Yep. And then they come out and talk all sorts of trash on Raw. <laughs> uh, then we got a match that I don't think you and I have discussed Wait, too what, much. What did you think of? What do you think of the match? Oh, I think Enzo and Cass take it. Do you think I it's going to be maybe, like that, or do you think they're going to get it normally? I think they ladders? just get it normally, but <laughs> <laughs> I do like your way. Um, then next up, we have a match that you and I haven't talked about a lot because I don't think the build-up has been that good, but uh, Dean, Amber, Dean Ambrose versus Baron Corbin for the Intercontinental Championship. Man, this build has sucked. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It was so Did fucking... you see this segment on Talking Smack? On Talking Smack? Yeah, I fucking watched Talking Smack. <laughs> Where fucking Dean Ambrose turns off. I feel like, like Baron Corbin's. <laughs> Dean Ambrose's reaction should like somebody should make like a parody of this thing. Is like Dean Ambrose's reaction is the reaction of all the fans to this feud. <laughs> Turning off the TV. Yeah, he's just sitting there bored. And he's like, yeah, you know, Corbin have. You're so boring. Turn <laughs> off the TV. <laughs> like that's he's like. It's so right. Like this, this feud sucks. It is so dumb. It came out of nowhere. I crushed you with a forklift. Yeah, I, I'll hit you with a car. I'll run you on over and yeah, over again. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Talk about doing wrestling moves to him, you stupid ass. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like if you guys were having like a, a parking lot uh, car fight match. Sure, talk about running him over. Like, stupid motherfuckers. This is so bad. I'm sure uh, Corbin will probably just win and we'll move along with life. And WWE will think it's great that he has the Intercontinental title. Oh, man. What do you think? Do you, you think old Corbin takes it? I hope... I don't know. I hope Ambrose actually just retains and we just forget about Corbin. <laughs> hope he just gets fired like some sort of scandal. <laughs> Uh, that that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, what a he's such a whatever. Let's move along. Uh, <laughs> okay. Him and the drifter can just leave. <laughs> What's next on the card? Uh, uh, next we have Cena and Nikki versus Miz and Maurice mixed tag team match. Yeah, I, I'm feeling like uh, Cena and Nikki are gonna win. And then Cena proposes. And then Cena proposes. Uh, yeah. Which, which is a real shame because, like, with Cena being what he's going to be taking off for a couple months right after this, right? To go do a movie? Mm-hmm. So, like, him winning does nothing for him. And Miz winning could actually do something for him because he could brag about beating Cena at WrestleMania for the next couple months. So, it would actually be a lot better for Miz to win. Honestly. Uh, then you could still do the whole like proposal thing afterwards, whatever. Because didn't they? That was how they did it with um, Macho Man. Like he lost the match to Warrior, but then he still proposed to Elizabeth, right? Yes. Oh, but you know what? That's not how WWE thinks, though. Obviously, 
they don't think long term of well not the not that like they don't think of history but like they don't think about the idea that hey Miz could use this win so you know what they're gonna do they're gonna have Cena and Nikki win for two reasons one that way they're even better than Macho Man and Elizabeth because they won their <laughs> match and they had the proposal <laughs> and the other way then this is forever a moment. Even more so because they won the match and they had the proposal in Nikki Bella's final match in WWE. Is is that oh, the wow. plan? Is Nikki Bella is this supposed to be Nikki Bella's final match? Uh there's I don't think there's been a like any kind of hint of that, so I thought I'd heard rumors, but I guess maybe it was that was all it was, just rumors. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. You think uh just seeing a Nikki win it, whatever, get the proposal. <laughs> Exactly. Easy enough. Yeah. And I think it, it's not one of those things where it's like Miz needs to win it. I think he'll be fine without it. He'll yeah. bounce back. And he can easily cut a promo again on SmackDown. And Although, man, what is he? Al Roker is supposed to be the special guest announcer. That's a really great layer. Uh, oh, God. What if he gets involved? You know what? Actually... Who I think is going to get involved is Daniel Bryan. I think that'd be potentially great. Gets the a punch in on Miz. Exactly, like he, him and Bree are at ringside or something. You know, at some point during the match in the chaos, he just punches Miz in the face one time, which leads into Cena getting the AA. Bam! Hit the finish. Match is over. That's all you need. Exactly. Just just for Daniel Bryan to get back at the Miz for like all the shitty insults and the bullshit. Just one punch. That's all you need. And then it's perfect because Daniel Bryan was the one that was calling WrestleMania the punch-facing extravaganza. So there you go. <laughs> uh, so then we have uh, Jericho versus Owens for the United States Championship. I think Owens takes it here. Yeah, I think Owens has got to take it. And then because Jericho's going away for a little bit after WrestleMania. Yeah, and I- I'm really hoping that he takes it uh, in the same way that he took the NXT title from Sami Zayn, like just beat him to the point of referee stoppage, mm-hmm. and then reward him the title. Like that's how I want the stand. What do you think? And then just have Jericho, Jericho go away for a while. Exactly. Just Jericho's like doesn't even appear the next night on Raw. Like he's just gone mm-hmm. until whenever he comes back. Uh, then we have the four-way for the women's Raw Women's Tag Team Raw Women's Championship: uh, Bailey, Charlotte, Sasha, and Nia Jax. Yeah, so I already um, kind of mentioned. I think Sasha's taking this, but uh, what do you think? I think Bailey might like win it here, and then Sasha turns on her the next night on Raw. Mm, okay. Because I I have a, a sort of suggestion for the whole booking and order of eliminations as well. Because I was thinking, oh yeah, it is an elimination match. Yeah. So I think Nia Jax is going to take out Charlotte. And then I think we're going to have uh, Sasha and Bailey kind of team up to like just barely kind of take out Jax. And then like immediately after it, Sasha turns on Bailey and gets the win. And then, you know, she's got the title. And then the next night on Raw is when she gives like a whole promo and then finally like actually turns heel on Bailey. And beats mm-hmm. her down, and it's like, yeah, I didn't just beat you. Like, you know, I was using you the whole time, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I think that could work. 
but yeah, I think it'd be really exciting. So like if, if Bailey were to retain it, like what would you, how would you book it? Like what would be your eliminations and stuff? Uh, I think you'd do something like maybe everyone kind of teams up on Nia at first. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have, uh, uh, maybe you have something where like, this might, I don't want to turn Bailey heel, but if something where like maybe Bailey could have helped Sasha or something like that, or somehow inadvertently causes her elimination, mm-hmm. and then it then it's just down to like Bailey and Charlotte, and then the next night on Raw, Sasha goes like, like you basically you screwed me over or something like that, and is able to like hmm. like reason out her heel turn. Like, maybe if there was some sort of agreement where they were supposed to be like, hey, it's elimination, so let's, you know, stay together until it's just us two. Yeah. And then, like, Bailey goes against that or something? Something like that. Okay. That could kind of work, I guess. Um, let's see. What's next on the card? Uh, next up, we got Shane versus AJ. AJ's gotta fucking win this. Gotta. Like, uh... But I think you still somehow work in some kind of crazy spot by Shane. Yeah, you probably work in a crazy spot or some other fucking thing. But, you know, yeah. honestly, at this point, should they? Because it's just going to be compared to his fucking thing with Undertaker last year. And there's no way it's going to be crazier than that. So maybe they're better off not trying to do a crazy stunt like that. But I think they have something in mind because the way SmackDown ended this year was kind of similar to last year. Yeah, Shane do like the big elbow drop, and then that's what hinted towards his big jump off the cell with Taker. Yeah, that's true. You're right. He'll just jump off of something. <laughs> Probably some <laughs> part of the new elaborate set. <laughs> uh, so then next up we get Rollins versus Triple H. I think Rollins has to win here. Yeah, I... It's so weird because I feel like with the overall way they've been planning this feud for so long, Rollins has to win. And I think you could actually do... You know what? I'll go ahead and still say Rollins wins because I think you can do my idea with Rollins winning. Because uh, I think what's going to happen afterwards, because I think Samoa Joe is going to get involved either during the match or right afterwards. I think it would actually be better to have it just be afterwards because you could do... You know, part of Triple H's thing is he's very prideful as a character, right? Mm-hmm. So he could be, you know, even though he has guys that could run interference, he could say that it's like, hey, don't interfere. I'm taking him out by myself. You know, he's a fucking cripple. What is he going to do? <laughs> you know, he's fighting Rollins. Mm-hmm. Rollins beats him. And then afterwards, Samoa Joe comes in and is fucking him up. And then somebody else comes in. Finn Balor. Ooh. Who, you're not quite sure what he's going to do. And then... He attacks Seth Rollins even further, fucks him up, shakes Triple H's hand. Kevin Owens comes out too, maybe, fucks up Seth Rollins, and all three of them, too sweet with Triple H over Seth Rollins. And you get the final formation of that. Yep, so Triple H can like maybe very, very rarely get involved, but he's just he's the puppet master in the back, and he's got Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, and Kevin Owens. His three of his greatest NXT creations all in a stable now together. And they've got the US title and they've just taken out Rollins. I think that'd be fucking intense. I think that would be amazing. 
I think that would be a WrestleMania moment. Yeah. And fuck too, like even with their, uh, you know, their nickname, I think that'd be setting up, that'd be a huge storyline for like probably the whole fucking next year of Raw is like this evil stable and how do we fucking take them down? Yeah, but you've got you've got the demon, you've got the destroyer and the prize fighter, all with the cerebral assassin, the King Triple H. Damn. Which and I'll get into later part of my uh whole thing of my draft recommendations, but how I would do the draft, this would be just the start point for eventually a big feud with a reunited shield. Wow. You're you, really you, booking long term there. You want some of that? You want some of that at SummerSlam? Of course I do. You want Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, and Samoa Joe versus The Shield at SummerSlam, baby? Because that's what I'm fantasy booking. That's what I'm fantasy booking right here. (laughs) But yeah. Uh, All right, what's after that? Uh, So then next up we have Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman. Yeah, I already discussed what I want for this match. I want it to just completely be a shit show. Because I hate this. <laughs> uh, and then finally, Wyatt versus Randy Orton. But on a more serious note, I, I'm guessing for that with that one, uh, Lesnar should win, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what, are, what are your opinions on that match? Because I think you can probably give a more constructive answer than I can to that shit. <laughs> I mean... I think definitely... Goldberg is having a better run than he did last time. He was booked horribly in his first WWE run. But just the the short matches is what's killing me. Is like once was was fine, but I swear if they go on to WrestleMania and it's just unless it's just Brock absolutely destroying Goldberg all over that ring mm-hmm. for at least like ten minutes, then I don't see I don't know. I don't know how you put that on WrestleMania. <laughs> like, would you want to get like uncomfortably, like just put him through all sorts of tables, like get him bloody? Yeah, basically Lesnar getting basically his revenge for the multiple times that Goldberg has now gotten the upper hand. Oh, wouldn't it be fucking great? So like, if he uh, you know, really sufficiently like bloodied him, fucked him up and stuff. Like, if Goldberg's family's like right there in the front row, like his kid and his wife, and he like drags Goldberg over and just like shoves his like beaten face like his unconscious face in front of his kid and like pterodactyl shrieks at him kid shirt <laughs> rips off his kid's shirt <laughs> well because remember when uh goldberg like either first returned and first beat brock or something like that all of a sudden his kid ended up in the ring without a shirt <laughs> and everyone's like yeah yeah he'll have to like steal a shirt or something and then give it to his kid. Oh. <laughs> uh, and, and and then we have uh Wyatt versus Randy Orton. Why did we skip Brains to Taker? Or is that last? Oh yes, yeah, sorry, we did. Uh Reigns to Taker. Uh, yeah, Undertaker versus I think Reigns has to win and beat him pretty bad and turn heel. I think so too. I mean, it, it kind of conflicts with my whole Shield reunion thing, but at the same time, it's like, I think that's kind of what Reigns needs really bad. Yeah, but I think you have Reigns go on a pretty big... I mean, it doesn't... The Shield reunion doesn't have to happen at SummerSlam, right? Like, Oh, yeah, and this is a complete fantasy world booking. Yeah. But at the same time, like I could kind of really see this happening. 
But yeah. fuck, if you if you do his heel turn right and intense enough, he could basically just turn babyface back again real quick. I don't know. Yeah. Like, because then the fans will be like, "Yes, we got what we want." Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, so yes, finally we have Wyatt versus Randy Orton. Or he could still which... be kind of just like a neutral, angry, like heel, but he's just still opposed to Triple H and all those guys, and he could he could align with the baby faces as part of the Shield for one night. Yeah, because he's got he the one versus it. all thing, right? So he could just right. be like, "I'm my own man," and. Right, like I'm taking them out with you guys tonight, but then like you know tomorrow I'll take you guys out. I don't care. Yeah. Okay, that could work. Yeah, but yeah, just have him fucking like just be brutal. Take him out, like retire his ass. Get Undertaker out. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> and especially because I mean, as much as as much as the Undertaker matches have met in the past, like with the Shawn Michaels matches and things like that. It doesn't mean anything more now that the streak is over. Exactly. That was the fucking big problem. This, without the streak, yeah. it doesn't mean anything anymore. Or nearly as much. Like, it still means a little something, but... Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 gone. It just needs to go away. And uh, Reigns could just really turn into a mega heel if they did it right. Because I think if you... Because if he just straight out beats him... And then it's just like this ultra respectful thing. Then it's not going to work. Like there needs to either he needs no. to cheat a little bit or he needs to like spit on his grave kind of thing. Like there needs to be some real yeah, disrespect. He needs, he needs to disrespect him. He needs to be like, this is my yard. I told you so. I'm done. You know, it, it would actually be kind of really interesting, especially if they're really going to go with the heel angle. If um, like say, you know, he's just like speared the fuck out of Taker like three or four times and he's trying to like three times maybe and he's trying to pin him and somehow taker still fucking kicks out and he's just like losing his fucking mind and he like maybe like takes out the ref or something for a little bit and then he just like goes and grabs a chair and just like just like goes berserk on taker for a little while and just beats the fuck out of him and then you know eventually when the ref ref wakes up whatever like you know counts the pin gets the win and then afterwards just gets back to beating the fuck out of him until <laughs> Like it's just over, and so then it's like he can still say that he built the he beat the Undertaker, but then everybody can still say like, yeah, but you cheated like a piece of shit, <laughs> and everybody would just be mad. I think at the crowd, mm-hmm. yeah, just taking him out. But I guess there you'd have to do something. I think symbolically to finally get rid of him. So there'd have to be something. Maybe like, do you destroy his like jacket and his hat or something, or do you like? Nah, burn up like an undertaker symbol maybe if there's like a big undertaker symbol to see like smash it apart with a superman punch or something oh god no <laughs> that would be horrible <laughs> or like set a tombstone on fire or some shit like i don't know i don't think you have to go that far or like spray paint a uh, 21 and or 22 and 2 on his face or something <laughs> like on his corpse Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, and then it, are we just out to the final match? Yeah, so uh, Wyatt versus Orton. Uh, I think you and I have kind of hinted at this. I think you get uh, Wyatt retaining. I think he's got to. I th- I hope they're smart enough for that, but like, there's a part of me there that's afraid they're going to give it to Orton. I don't know. Like, There's a part of me that's really afraid they're going to give it to Orton. What do you think? I think there's a chance, but... I think you've got to have Wyatt 
retain the title and get a strong run in here. Absolutely. I think you absolutely do. Like, for him, for the title, for all of it, like, you have to. Definitely. Um, let's see. So, I, don't, I mentioned to you, I had a real quick last thing for you. A couple recommendations yep. I'm thinking for if they had like a real quick draft either between sometime between here and SummerSlam. Uh, so this would be uh, like basically if they did it kind of like last time where Raw and SmackDown, like the general managers got a limited number of picks from each other's rosters and a limited uh, from NXT. Uh, so in this version of the draft, which I think would be pretty optimal, Raw would get uh, Ziggler. They would bring up the Revival and Cassius Ono from NXT. They would get American Alpha. They would get AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, uh, Mickey James, and then Carmella and Ellsworth. And then on SmackDown's side, uh, SmackDown gets Charlotte. They get Asuka from NXT. They get uh, the New Day. They get the Hardys. They get Sami Zayn. They get Strowman. They get Nakamura from NXT, and then they also get Rusev. I like those rosters. That's how I would shake things up. You know, kind of have yeah, like Charlotte, Asuka, Naomi, Bliss, Becky Lynch. Like that's the SmackDown Women's Division. Like Natalia's in there, I think too. Um, mm. But like, I think New Day would be really crucial to have in the SmackDown Tag Division because then New Day could kind of, I think, help bridge that gap between, like, the credible tag teams and then the comedy tag teams. Yeah, and you have an established team, too. Right, and then help establish some more of those comedy teams. Like, help figure out, like, hey, like, maybe they can establish the fashion police as something. Maybe they can, like, help the villains become something. Like, yeah. all those teams that are kind of too silly right now, but, like, New Day bridge that gap and then i think the hardys would be great to have in there like you have the hardys and usos be feuding while the new day is helping the rest of the tag division yeah because then you could have the serious versus like the more comedic stuff but then mm-hmm. i think the new day also provides a nice bridge of the comedic to the series right so you got that and then uh like luke harper and eric rowan could potentially get in the tag division there um but then yeah, you've got like zane and stroman coming over like stroman definitely like i think could be a big feud against wyatt like maybe going into like the summer or the uh fall yeah um but yeah like nakamura coming in maybe going after the intercontinental or world title zane rusev i think that'd be great like inter you know pieces into the mid card Mm -hmm. um i would love to see like zane get an extended intercontinental title run at some point that'd be pretty cool but yeah, then over on Raw side, like Ziggler just needs I to be. I think they're Ziggler and Rusev. I just kind of switched them because they both just need to be freshened up. So it's like just fucking put them on a new show. Maybe they can <laughs> give them new opponents. Give them new opponents, just new something. But yeah, revival. I think yeah, you, know, you could put them with Enzo and Cass. You put them with American Alpha over there on Raw, and American Alpha's there with maybe Kurt Angle if he's involved. Like all that's good, sort of good shit. And then Cassius Ono coming up. You could break up Cesaro and Sheamus and get Cesaro and Ono together, reform the Kings mm. of Wrestling. So then over on Raw, the tag team division, you've got Enzo and Cass, you've got Kings of Wrestling, you've got the Revival, and you've got American Alpha as like your core. That's a fucking tag team division, motherfucker. That, what do you think? That definitely is. <laughs> and then you've got Ambrose coming over. So then you've got all three of the Shield guys. You've got Ambrose, Rollins, and Reigns. You know, and then you've got the newly turned heel Finn Balor. You've got Samoa Joe. 
You've got Kevin Owens as the United States champion. Like, you have some exciting stuff going on. And then having Carmella and Ellsworth over there, like Carmella can hook back up with Enzo and Cass. She could feud with Bailey. Uh, Mickey James can kind of help round out the rest of that division. Because then you've got, like, what, Emma and um, Dana are also on Raw. It's kind of oh, yeah, helps serve as, like, lower opponents for when Bailey's not feuding with, like, Sasha and Nia Jax. Like, I don't know. I like it. I think I challenged them to have a better draft than I just put together right there. I don't think they will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it for me. I'm, I'm running out of steam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, make sure you tune back in next week to us for our WrestleMania coverage of everything and anything that happens. WWE or other highlights of wrestling related. Um, so stay tuned to our social media, Facebook, Super Smart Brothers, Twitter at Smart Brothers. Shoot us an email, supersmartbrothers at gmail.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and our original home of Podbean. Yep. Have, have a happy WrestleMania, everybody. Hope-